The EPL show on the Soccer Gambling Podcast is brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is your home for the info you need to make yourself a smarter, better. NBA, college, basketball and NHL, they've got you covered. Just go to BetQL.com and use the promo code SGP30. That's BetQL.com and the promo code SGP30 for 30% off. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for avid sports bettors, providing insights, analysis and free betting picks. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure you subscribe to our page so you never miss a pick. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. And finally, we'll support you by Better Edge. Better Edge is your home for no VRG betting. That's right, no VRG betting that's legal in 40 states. Sign up at betteredge.com. Use the promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com and the promo code SGP. You are listening to the EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can also check out my website, lockbetting.com, where my clients have cruised to their 93rd consecutive month of transparent tracked profit. 93 months in a row and February was an absolute breeze. We dominated the Australian Open tennis, going six and three with our futures, picking the winners of both the men's and the women's tournament. And we continue to dismantle the tennis after the Australian Open as well. We now have 26 winning days out of the last 30 days that we've played tennis. We've also dominated the NBA, including going 15-1 with our picks and props on the 21st of February. We have 21 winning days in February so far. I'm recording this on the 26th. So we are 25 days into February and we are 21-4 with winning days. It has been an incredible month. I always tell clients, to sign up between the 1st and the 15th because at least you're getting the the beginning of the month not to sign up in the late stages of the month because Patreon bill you for an entire month therefore you're not getting the full value if you sign up halfway through the month but this month it wouldn't have mattered because We've killed it throughout this month. Every single night almost, we've been winning on the props. The 15-1, and as I said, came on the 21st of Feb. So yes, the best time to sign up to LockBetting.com is usually start of the month, so you get the entire month of content. But last month was definitely an exception. It was an absolute cruise to 93 months of consecutive transparent track profit. And we look for the 94th. So sign up in time for March the 1st, so you get the entire month of March. Lots and lots of content. We have the tennis continuing with 26 winning days out of the 30 days that we've played. In the last 30 days, we've played tennis. 26 winning days out of the last 30 days, we've played that sport, which is incredible. Completely dominating the NBA with picks and props. We are 73% in the NHL. We are back on track on, on with the soccer after a poor month or a poor end to the month in December. January was okay. February was fine. Other soccer cappers are getting murdered. I'm not, as you've listened to the shows, you know we've been doing okay here on the podcast, but we look to do better and better than okay in the month of March as soccer looks to continue to stabilise. It's still far, far more unpredictable than it's ever been, but soccer's always been unpredictable. I'm the best soccer out soccer capper out there. 
I think that's been proven over the seven years I've done this show. But I do win more money in other sports like boxing, like the NBA and like tennis. And that has certainly been proven this month. So I do recommend going for the top package. You've got nothing to lose as a profit guarantee. And um, 93 months in a row so far since the service started, we've never, ever given one client their money back because we have delivered for 93 consecutive months. So as I said, be a part of that 94th month starting in starting in uh, the 1st of March. So you do get the NBA, you do get the tennis, you do get the soccer, you do get WWE Fastlane, you do get the UFC cards, you do get some big time boxing. And speaking of big time boxing, this weekend, we will be doing an edition of the Fight Show as the number one combat sports athlete in the world, Canelo Alvarez returns to the ring so look out for the fight show that will be over on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network feed you can follow them on Twitter at the SGP Network that's at the SGP Network let's roll on with this week's EPL show and we begin with Manchester City kicking off at 12.30 where they will be at home to West Ham United Manchester City are the one of four favourites here it's 21 to 4 on the draw and it's 12 to 1 here on West Ham Difficult to look past Manchester City, even though West Ham have been much improved as of late. But still, with this team being on this ridiculous run that they're on at the moment, where they've won the last 20 games in a row, it's impossible to pick against them. Manchester City have also conceded just one goal in the last nine Premier League home games combined. They've kept 24 clean sheets in all competitions this season. And they've kept a clean sheet in four of their last five meetings with West Ham. So it's difficult to see West Ham scoring. I do think West Ham will be able to keep things respectable here. So I'm not expecting any kind of City massacre. I'm expecting West Ham to keep things tight. They have had a solid defence this season. I think they'll be difficult to break down. But inevitably, I think City do win. I do think they keep another clean sheet in the process. They're 11 to 10 to win this game to nil. If you want something a little bit safer, you could take Manchester City to win this game and you could tack on the under 4.5 goals. I don't see five goals being scored in this game. And uh, even if West Ham do score, this selection gives you a little bit more protection because I don't see City getting four if West Ham do manage to score one. So I think this will be 3-1 or 2-1 at, at worst if West Ham do find in it. But my, my scoreline prediction here, realistically, I think we're looking at maybe 2-0, 3-0 Manchester City with the first goal possibly coming in the late stages of the second half as West Ham's resilience is broken down and therefore that makes Manchester City to nil the value selection and Manchester City in under 4.5 goals the safe selection at 4 to 6 minus 150 here in this one on Saturday morning up next we move on to West Brom versus Brighton where West Brom are the 16 to 5 underdogs it's 12 to 5 to draw and it's 10 to 11 on Brighton did you guys see how Brighton inexplicably lost at home to Crystal Palace on Monday night in a game that was possibly one of the most one-tided Premier League games I've ever seen. And uh, Crystal Palace managed to steal that game in the 96th minute or the 95th minute of the game. And uh, they had two shots on target and scored both of them. That doesn't bode well for a Brighton team who are trying to stay in the Premier League this season. I think they could get sucked back in again. I do think it will be one of Brighton, Newcastle, Burnley or Fulham that occupy that final relegation spot with West Brom and Sheffield United already down. West Brom will continue to fight and if they do have, if they are going to have any any chance of staying up, they need to get 
get something from games like this. Therefore, I do think they'll be able to avoid a defeat at least. I think there's value on them here to avoid a defeat. At 10 to 11 against the Brighton team that failed to score more than one goal in most of their games. That's why I also like the under here, under 2.5 goals, which is available at 4 to 5. Under 2.5 goals have been scored in seven of Brighton's last 10 league games. Under 2.5 goals are produced in each of West Brom's last three league assignments as they do start to tighten up under Allardyce finally, but it's too little too late. Uh, under 2.5 goals landed when West Brom and Brighton faced off in October, and West Brom have failed to win any of the last seven home league fixtures. However, as I said, this isn't a free-scoring team. If West Brom are able to score here, they should be able to avoid a defeat because Brighton don't often score twice, as proven on Monday night, where they should have absolutely whooped Crystal Palace and certainly shouldn't have lost that game by conceding the both of the two shots that Crystal Palace had on targets. Coming off that bad result, I will be taking West Brom and Jabion to get something here, but I also like the under at 4-5. to five. Up next, we look at Leeds versus Aston Villa. Should be a good game here, but we have Leeds here as the 11 to 10 favourites. It's 13 to 5 the draw, and it's 21 to 10 on Aston Villa. Leeds are very, very yin-yang. They're very, very Jekyll and Hyde. They can win a game or win a couple of games, but inevitably, if they do do that, they do go on a winning run of, of winning a couple of games where they all of a sudden look really good and, and people start to overrate them. Then they have a letdown spot. This feels like a letdown spot, and therefore, Aston Villa are a huge price as underdogs. What I would wait to find out, though, here is if Jack Grealish can, can play in this game. Because if Jack Grealish can play in this game, then Aston Villa suddenly look even bigger. If Jack Grealish doesn't play in this game, I would be taking Leeds because statistical data does favour Leeds, who have won four of the last six Premier League home games. Aston Villa have only won one of the last six away matches after having such a good start this season. Leeds already beat Villa 3-0 when the team's locked horns in October. And Leeds have actually kept a clean sheet in each of the last two league games at Ellen Road. So Leeds are, are starting to climb the table, but usually they are a team that have a letdown. But I don't think Aston Villa will be capable of that if Grealish is absent. If Grealish does end up playing... Then, um, then I would look to take Aston Villa here on the double chance. But if not, then no matter what the, the, the yin-yang style is of this team in terms of what they're notorious of doing, I would still take Leeds to win this game because Aston Villa's Jack Grealish is so significant to this team that I would fade them automatically. Much like I fade Palace without Zaha, I would fade Villa without Grealish until he returns. He's a key player and without him, Leeds, I think we'll be able to outrun this team, outwork this team, dominate this team, create more chances than this team. And and with the expected goal rates being so much higher, I think Leeds will be able to get another home win, much like they did against Southampton in the midweek. So Leeds is the pick if Grealish doesn't play. So that's down to you guys to keep your eyes open for that information on Saturday. Up next, the final game on Saturday is Newcastle versus Wolves, where Newcastle are the 23-10 underdogs. It's 11-5 on the draw and it's 5-4 on Wolves. Difficult game to call here because Wolves are not having a very good season, but Newcastle are dropping significantly down the table into a relegation race in the absence of Callum Wilson, which is so weird because last season, Newcastle didn't have Callum Wilson and they survived easily. But this season, he seems to be a key player, even though he is a new signing. Without him, they don't look like they're capable of scoring goals. Therefore, I will take the under here in this one. Um... 
Each of the last four encounters between these two teams have finished in a one-all draw, which would be enough to cash the under. But obviously, they look more goal-shy than ever. This Newcastle team have only won one of their last six home assignments, whereas Wolves have only won one of their last seven away games. So it shows what kind of form these two teams in. I think they plough a low-scoring draw here, perhaps a nil-nil or a one-all, as, um, as they continue to not find the net therefore I'm leaning towards the under here and you're getting the under here at three to five in this one Moving on to Sunday, and we begin with another under. I like the under 2.5 goals in this one. It's a game here between Crystal Palace and Fulham, where Crystal Palace are the 5-2 to two underdogs. I'm not sure I agree with, with that, because obviously if they're the underdogs, that makes Fulham the 11-10 to 10 favourites, and it's 11-5 to 5 the draw. I like to fade Palace without Zaha, but I don't like taking Fulham as 11-10 to 10 favourites when they're a team in the relegation zone. Some very, very strange odds here, so I don't don't really know what to do with the game other than to take the under. Fulham have kept just two clean sheets in 12 Premier League away games this season, which is concerning for that under. And also Crystal Palace have kept two clean sheets in their last 11 home games. But Fulham have drawn five of their last six league games on the road. And these haven't been 2-2-3-3-3 spectaculars. Um, and only Brighton have drawn more games in the Premier League than Fulham overall this season as well, which obviously has been um, significantly increased by them drawing five of the last six. So I think this could play out into another low scoring draw, much like the game before. Crystal Palace, they struggled to score goals without Zaha. They did score both of their shots on target on Monday. I think that will be an anomaly because they showed no attacking intent. So the two shots they had, they both went in. The second, the, the winning goal was absolutely spectacular and you cannot rely on things like that for the um, throughout the season, throughout the course of the season. So they do need Zaha back. Whereas this Fulham team, this will be a game they're expected to win, but they just about scraped past Sheffield United in one of the most boring games of the season to a 1-0 win. So neither of these teams are free scoring. So whereas the statistical data does indicate that they struggle to keep clean sheets, I think that they do struggle to keep clean sheets here. It will just play out into another 1-1 draw. In fact, as separately as a scoreline, when you factor in all of that data, the one all draw being available at 7-1 seems like a fantastic play. And uh, I would be having a little sprinkle on that, given the fact that both of these teams don't score many goals, but they also don't keep many clean sheets. And Fulham have the, the draw record here in the Premier League so far this season. They would lead the draw table. So um, I don't know why you wouldn't have a little sprinkle there. 7-1 to one seems too big for the one or draw here for me in this one. Up next, really good game here between Leicester and Arsenal, where Leicester are the 6-4 favourites, 23-10 to draw, and it's 9-5 on Arsenal. Arsenal's priorities now lie quite clearly with the Europa League. I think that's their key route into Europe, not to say that they're going to concede this game necessarily. Whereas Leicester, they're looking for a massive bounce back here at home. The result at the weekend was pretty embarrassing, uh, in midweek, sorry, was pretty embarrassing being eliminated by Slavia Prague. But at least Leicester get to stay home. Whereas Arsenal played the home game, they had to travel a way to play it as they scrape past Benfica. I think Leicester will win this game here at 6-4 to four to get themselves back on track. They don't want to slip away like they did last season in the Premier League and concede their top four position. And they do have Chelsea now breathing down their necks and you have to believe that Liverpool aren't going to continue to be that bad this season. So there is a chance that Chelsea and Liverpool sneak into this top four. I don't want to completely disregard West Ham, but I don't think they're going to be there. I do think it's going to be Manchester United, Manchester City, um, Chelsea, and then one of Liverpool or Leicester. 
But moving back onto this game, my other lean will be on both teams to score as both teams have scored in four of Leicester's last six Premier League fixtures. Arsenal have notched at least once in five of the last six away assignments. And Leicester have dropped points in half of the last eight home league matches. And uh, they could still be without James Madison on Sunday, I think, which will be key, which is why I'm not as confident taking Leicester on the money line as I am taking both teams to score here, which is available at four to five in this one. Up next, we move. Oh, sorry, I lost my page. Up next, we move on to Tottenham at home to Burnley, where Tottenham are the eight to thirteen favourites. It's three to one to draw, and it's eleven to two on Burnley. Tottenham have to start winning some games. I thought last weekend against West Ham was a very, very good spot. Tottenham have a phenomenal record against West Ham, whereas. I didn't think that Liverpool would find it easy going against Everton. I didn't think that one win against Leipzig would make them automatic winners of the Merseyside derby. I did think that Tottenham would continue to ride their run against West Ham. Because Tottenham dominate West Ham. Tottenham are a better team than West Ham. And eventually, common sense will tell you that there, there will be some stabilisation in this league table where Tottenham end up in a higher league position than West Ham. Well, West Ham increased that gap in that, in that game. They are another three points now ahead of Spurs off the back of beating them and now it's quite difficult to see Spurs qualifying for the Champions League via the Premier League so perhaps they may need to win the Europa League obviously the League Cup represents another chance of a trophy for Tottenham this season however um, the, the Europa League I think will be a little bit easier because Manchester City aren't in that and I do think the Europa League is pretty much a four horse race between Roma, AC Milan Manchester United and Tottenham uh, maybe even Arsenal but um, I think Man United and, and Tottenham out of those two are the clear front runners so eventually if, if the results seem to continue to go badly when we get to March, April time Tottenham I think will really really start prioritising those cup competitions but now is not that time so so against this Burnley team who are in a relegation dogfight, you would expect Tottenham here to win this game, although statistical data doesn't necessarily support it. Tottenham have only won three of the last 13 Premier League matches. Burnley are unbeaten in four Premier League fixtures, so they are going on a decent run again. They're very much a up-and-down team themselves. Spurs have dropped points in seven of their 12 Premier League home matches this season, and Burnley have avoided defeat in two of their last four meetings with Tottenham. Again, I'm doing a complete data fade here, thinking that this Tottenham team have to get right inevitably. Also, is the unlikely that Burnley will go five matches without a loss because that's not normally what they do. And Tottenham, as I said, have to get right at this point. Because look, Arsenal and Tottenham, neither one of them are going to finish in the bottom half of the Premier League. They may not get into the Champions League positions. They may not even get into the top six, but they are not going to drop into the bottom half. There will be some stabilisation, surely, um, this season. I know I keep saying that and it doesn't look like there will be. It looks like COVID has, has overcome all and this weird Premier League season continues to be weird. But I just think that at some point we have to see some normality when it comes to clubs like Tottenham and Arsenal. Because look, if Tottenham don't win the League Cup final, if Tottenham don't win the Europa League, and if Tottenham are in the bottom half of the Premier League, or even if Tottenham are outside of the top six, you have to look at Jose Mourinho's job. The same goes for Mikel Arteta. If Arsenal finish somewhere between 6th and 10th in the Premier League and they don't win the Europa League and they haven't come close to winning any of the other cup competitions either... 
you have to be looking at Mikel Arteta. So question marks around all of the teams in London at the moment, other than other than West Ham, because they're having a phenomenal season. And and, and uh, obviously no question marks over Chelsea right now, but the question marks were already there when you looked at Frank Lampard, and Frank Lampard is gone. And um, also Tuchel being unbeaten, I think his first real big test though only came in midweek against Atletico Madrid and they passed with flying colours. But if you listen to the Champions League show, I picked Chelsea to, to win that game and to win that tie because Atletico, I thought, would be distracted by their La Liga ambitions. Plus, the, the La Liga are, are lagging way behind the EPL at the moment. The EPL has significantly strengthened. Serie A is now up and coming as well. Obviously, in the Bundesliga, you don't have much competition for Bayern Munich, but Bayern Munich are the world champions and treble winners last season. The league is getting left behind. So that's why I strongly fancy Chelsea there. So we don't know how big of a win that is. We do know that they are in the game of the week this week. And this one's going to be very, very interesting on Sunday when Chelsea hosts Manchester United. They are the 6-5 to favourites to win this game. It's 23-10 to to draw and it's 23-10 to on Manchester United. Very, very difficult game to call. There's a couple of bets that I like. First of all, automatically at the moment... I am looking at unders when anyone in the big six play each other and also a little sprinkle on nil-nils because weirdly that has been hitting quite a lot. We had an 18-1 to winner on Liverpool and Manchester United to draw nil-nil. But I also think there's far, far too much value here on Manchester United on the double chance market to avoid a defeat here against Chelsea at 4-6. This is a Chelsea team that struggled to score and this is a Man United team that are unbeaten in 19 Premier League away games. Three of Chelsea's four wins under Thomas Tuchel have come against teams in the bottom six. So as I said, the real big test came against Atletico. I think that his record has been quite padded by the easy schedule that he's had. So nice start for Tuchel, but very, very easy opposition. Although there are no easy games in the Premier League, as we've seen, Manchester United have been beaten at home to Sheffield United this season. I think Tuchel would have been expected to make this kind of start when he looked ahead at the fixtures. And uh, Manchester United have drawn four of their last six league away fixtures. And that has been a significant change because earlier on in the season, their home form wasn't great, but they were phenomenal on the road, winning all of those games. And now they've had a little dip on the road in terms of winning games. However... Uh, their home form has improved slightly. But then again, look at Manchester City. They've won 19 games in a row. I don't know how you can possibly compete with that, no matter what. So perhaps they're being a little bit harsh on Manchester United. I think in this spot, they give Tuchel's men a real test. And it wouldn't be surprising to me if we won this game. This seems like the type of game we win. And then we turn up and lay an egg against a team that's far worse than us. That's just been Manchester United. Not just this season, but for a few years now. So I would be, wouldn't be surprised entirely if we end Tuchel's unbeaten run. But saying that... If I think there's far, far too much value on Man United to at least avoid a defeat here at 4 to 6 150 in this one on Sunday in the game of the week for the EPL this weekend. Final game on Sunday sees Liverpool traveling to Sheffield United, where Liverpool are the two to seven favourites here. It's 17 to 4 to draw, and it's 15 to 2 on Sheffield United. Now I'm not saying Liverpool aren't going to win this game, but how can you be offering them up at 2-7 to seven in the form they've been in? What that does is that not only gives you Sheffield United at 15-2, to two, but it opens up huge handicap options elsewhere because a 2-7 to seven favourite will be a significant favourite also on the handicap market. Liverpool here on a minus 1.5 handicap were available at even money. And Sheffield United with a one and a half goal head start is available here at 10-11. to 11. What that means is if Liverpool win this game, 
by a single goal. You cash this bet. You need Sheffield United only to avoid a two-goal defeat here against a team who have massively struggled as of late. This is the same bet that we cashed last week in the Merseyside derby. And I'm going to continue to ride it this week because Sheffield United haven't been battered by teams this season. Yes, they've lost a lot of games and yes, they are going to be relegated, but they haven't been battered by anybody. And even when they played Liverpool last time out in the reverse version of this fixture, that one ended 2-1. And 2-1 for this particular game is a is a nice price here at 10-1. Sheffield United, yes, they've lost 20 out of 25 Premier League games this, fixture, uh, this season. Liverpool have won each of their last three meetings with the Blades, but Liverpool kept just one clean sheet in the last 11 games on the road. And both teams scored when Sheffield United faced Liverpool in October, as I said. So if Sheffield United score a goal here, this Liverpool team will, be, will have to score three. This is a Liverpool team that couldn't score any against Everton last weekend. They look, look very, very goal shy. And we all know about their defensive issues. So who's to say Sheffield United won't be able to get loads of balls into the box and really cause this defence problems and maybe score two goals? I'm very, very confident that Liverpool will win this game. And if you do parlay Liverpool and Manchester City with, with other selections this weekend, I wouldn't be afraid of it. I just don't think Liverpool are good value to win this game convincingly. And I do think Sheffield United can avoid a, a two-goal defeat here. So Sheffield United plus 1.5 here will be my play here at 10 to 11. You can take Sheffield United plus two, and that pushes if they get a two-goal defeat, which is available at four to six uh, if you want to be a little bit safer. I would probably recommend that because obviously as Sheffield United, if they are losing and chasing this game, anything can happen on the break, especially with a team that has as much pace as Liverpool. But for me, I'm more than happy taking Sheffield United plus 1.5. We cashed it last week with Everton and I think Sheffield United can avoid a significant defeat here against Liverpool at home at Bramall Lane on Sunday. Final game we look at here is the Everton game on Monday. Everton hosting Southampton. Everton again play on Thursday as well. They travel to West Brom. We will be doing a midweek version of the EPL show. That will be live on Locker Room. As usual, we'll be doing our live Locker Room show on Tuesday and it will be covering all of these midweek games. There's some really big ones in there as well, including Liverpool at home to Chelsea. So that will be interesting. As I said, we'll be doing that show on Tuesday. But the final game here is Everton at home to Sheffield United, where Everton are the 23-20 to favourites. It's 12-5 to on the draw, and it's 23-10 to on Southampton. Southampton are a fade train at the moment, and Everton are coming off that win against Liverpool. They're also getting a nice nine days rest here to prepare for this next game. I think Everton have had too, too many letdowns recently where they win games and aren't expected to win. They had a really good result away to Manchester United, and then they follow that up with back-to-back home defeats, including a really, really poor defeat against Fulham. So I think Everton have to be done with that at some point. They have to build off the Merseyside derby. They've waited so long to beat Liverpool, it would be a massive letdown if they were to lose against a Southampton team that are in woeful form, one of the worst teams in the form table at the moment in the EPL. So I think heading into this game, you have to take Everton here on the money line. They also have a very, very good record on Monday nights in the EPL. So Everton here on the money line will be my hesitant selection here for this game on Monday. That's it for me in this edition of the EPL show. Don't forget to check out the fight show this weekend. The fight show available on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. That's where we'll be looking at Canelo Alvarez's return to the ring. 
In addition to that, we have Das Bundesliga show coming out as well. Then this week, we have the EPL show coming out on Tuesday. As I said, that will be live on Locker Room. And as soon as I'm done on Locker Room, that will be available on the Soccer Gambling Podcast feed. I go live on Locker Room at 5 p.m. UK time. That's 12 p.m. East. And that's 9 a.m. for you guys on the West Coast. But the first kickoff on Tuesday is 8 o'clock. And that's the Manchester City game. So... There will still be a significant amount of time to listen to the show on the Soccer Gambling Podcast feed after we finish up our live show on Locker Room. But I'd like you guys to come on and have a conversation with me. Give me some calls so I can chat to you guys on Locker Room about your views on the EPL season so far. That's it for me in this edition of the EPL show. Good luck with all your bets as always. And thanks for listening. It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer. Your home is more connected than ever. So when one kid is schooling the competition, got it. The other is getting schooled. The mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. And you're streaming a webinar for work and the latest episode of your favorite show at the same time. Shh. Your Wi-Fi needs to be able to handle it. That's why Xfinity never stops working to bring you faster, more reliable Wi-Fi. So you can do it all, all at the same time. Xfinity. The future of awesome. Learn more at Xfinity.com.